Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast, Football Guys Player Championship Stream Edition. I'm your host, Ian Hartis, joined as always by the one, the only, Dwayne The Rock McFarlane. Dwayne, second time we've done one of these. We are picking from the eight spot, Thin Mints Riot team name, stand up, and our draft just about to again. Just about to begin. Awesome start, Ian. How are you, Dwayne? I am doing great, man. I uh, I appreciate that awesome start by you. We have podcasted for about three hours today, so um, people probably have to excuse us mumbling around, and I've definitely got a beer going, so there's that. I got some sheesh, Pinot Noir, cheap mm. variety. Got my Cardale Jones National Championship jersey on. I am pulling out all the stops to get us that 500K, Dwayne. For those that didn't tune into the first one, Dwayne, do you want to explain just some of the normal rules for the Football Guys Players Championship? Yeah, so it's a very interesting league because you start one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, but then you get two flex spots. So not like what you're used to where you have to start three wide receivers. That changes the dynamics. The other component, that comes, it's full PPR, but one and a half points for tight ends. So that means tight ends are actually in the conversation as really good potential flex options. Obviously, you're looking for talent, not just guys to to take just because to take. We've we've covered that enough here. We won't mention the name that we're going to pass in round 5. But anyway, um yeah, it's a it's I love it, man, just because there's so much flexibility and how you can think about building your rosters. You don't have to be, you know, really stuck into one way and uh they they these guys have always treated me great over at the FFPC, so happy to be doing some of these and, and trying to put the good word out there about the FFPC. Now three picks away. It looks like we're going to have our pick between Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, and Dalvin Cook. Who is that? Is that, that is that the order that you want there, Dwayne? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to, folks are probably looking at our queue and Ian's already been jacking around <laughs> with me. He's got Derrick Henry at the top. So I just wanted to get you angry, but I recognize that. Hey, I will tell uh, you what, man, I, I, man, I've been studying these old dudes. And I'm starting to worry I've over uh, counted, you know, some of these more recent years where running backs, you know, now you, they got to get their next contract, right? <laughs> they can't be some dude that's going to be cut. But I'll be honest, I would rather take Derrick Henry than Najee Harris, just because I, I feel like Derrick Henry's got a bigger chance, Ian, of, oh my God, like I could look up after week six and Ian's going to, you know, if we go back like probably three months ago when Ian said he was going to punch me in the face and break my glasses on the podcast, <laughs> like I think Derrick Henry could be the reason. You could be like, dude, like, come on, man, he's scoring like 24 points a game. And so I do believe I read totally something. He has five screws in his foot right now, I think was what I read today. Yeah. That part, not ideal. Yeah, not so great for a big dude. Yes. I'm not a doctor, Dwayne, but it just doesn't sound ideal. I, I prefer it zero is. screws in my fantasy running back's feet, if possible. And we get Jamar Chase again, dude. We got him at 10 the other night. He normally goes at six. Now we're getting him at eight. Are you locked in? You ready? Yeah, let's do Jamar Chase. I mean, boom. I think I could... I think I could talk you into Derrick Henry at some point, but not 110 when Jamar Chase just well, and keeps we, on coming the back. The thing to with us. Henry, knowing how these drafts work, we've seen him fall into round two multiple times. So my thought is on Henry, if we're sitting at like, you know, you and I have talked about doing, you know, 12 of these or whatever and doing a main event, something like that together. If we get towards the end and we have zero Henry exposure, then we feel like we need to take him in like pick nine. We can, but let's kind of let, let's see if maybe we can get our exposure at a discount. That's, that's what I'm thinking, and it usually seems to be there with Derrick Henry. I mean, you said you were in one earlier this offseason. He went in the middle of round two. 
Yeah. Now that was the uh, that was the hard way draft where you have a lot of grizzled veterans that like to play this game, and so it's it's like an expert draft where everybody's going to make their stand, and everybody just made their stand. But I'll tell you, I wouldn't care if I'm in an expert draft. You give me Derrick Henry at two six or two seven, yes, please is all I have to say. <laughs> and that's where a lot of my uh, root annoyance with uh, the idea that you really ever fade players again we're fading the uh, adp it's not the player but Dwayne, you're about to dive headfirst into that controversy writing an article about your primary fades or just again not fades guys that you have ranked lower lower enough than adp and consensus that you fully realize that you're not going to have that high of exposure to them and you are okay with it but that you know I, i don't know if you put that sentence i just said in an article title if it would you know roll off the tongue quite the same way i'm probably going to just go phase. ahead and send the editor a note to retitle it right now so i don't know <laughs> what you said but like i'll just a bunch of words but that's what it comes down to someone just could be like how could you possibly fade nick chubb and it's like no you're not fading oh, nick dude, chubb, I have the person Josh allen on the list yeah. <laughs> right I'm get roasted but you're it's because third round josh allen exactly he's i'm fading late second early third round josh allen because i would rather have the running back or receiver i can get there and still get fifth to sixth round kyler murray kyler murray or jalen hurts so that's the difference so what are you thinking here, Ian? Problems here. Coming back our way, uh, you know, we saw Mark Andrews go auto pick to pick eleven. Stefan Diggs peeled off. Travis Kelsey's. We have two tight ends go after us. There goes Darren Waller at the turn. Obviously, uh, we, we just talked about him. We would have taken that exposure in the second round. Not going to be there. I've got right now C.D. Lamb, um, DeAndre Swift, and Saquon Barkley in the queue. And again, some of this is based on the way ADP works out. It's it, you have Leonard Fournette, I think, slightly ahead of Barkley. I have Barkley slide ahead, slightly ahead, but you can get Fournette later in these drafts. And sometimes the whole fat Lenny thing goes nuts. Oh, look at this. We've got, and this is what happens in the FFPC. And this is why, uh, one of the things I love about it, you have Team 11, Ian, go with Andrews and Kyle Pitts. So he's obviously, he's not just auto-drafting. He's, he is auto-drafting, but he's got his queue set up. And he wanted to really, he wanted to go after the two tight ends. And again, that's one of the cool things I like. There's so many different ways that you can go uh, over here at the FFPC. Also, just for your board, Najee is already off. Okay, yep. And DeAndre Swift is off now. Got him. So we're next. I've got Lamb and Barkley in the queue. I want CD. I want CD if he's there. Okay. I'm actually good with that. If if CD Lamb goes, are you cool with Barkley? Yeah. Those are two. I am right, cool so we'll with go that. ahead and take we'll go ahead and take lamb we've already think, pulled uh, that. we've, we've okay. pulled this off once right so I like this because last time we started with Jamar Chase and we got really lucky and Stefan Diggs came back pretty close though yeah and so yeah well dude we just get a little bit we get a slightly different start here you know we get Chase at a value and now we pair him with lamb instead of Diggs you know and just weird stuff happens right we don't know somebody gets hurt so I, I love this do you think Saquon will be going at the turn by the yes. time yeah by yes. like august 31st yeah so we're gonna need to get some of them in the second round before that gets here uh but i love cd and and you know, like on tiebreakers like this if i'm drafting with somebody you know I, i'm fine like okay fine let's take cd lamb and here's the other thing is like we've talked about this coming back in the third round um we're gonna have we should have a few options we'll see um you know the, the scary part can be if etn camara connor all go do you want to take Brees Hall in the third? I think not. That means something fell to us, and maybe we get Brees Hall in the fourth. 
But if you let Brees Hall go by and it's, it's eight picks, you know, we're nine picks away. Once we let Brees Hall go by, if he's gone, we're basically saying we're zero RB, but there are worse things in life. I think this <laughs> year you can build, you can build zero RB this year, man. We've talked about it. it is, there's a lot of flexibility in the way you can build out rosters. We've talked about three RB builds. I'm sure we'll do some of those, but I'm just, man, I'm just, I'm just laughing at the, I, I'm laughing at the idea of like, look, Remember our taxes in 2017? Remember when we lost the house in 2008? There are worse things than this zero RB build yes. we are about to embrace. With CD, man, you could have 200 freaking targets, Dwayne. I yes. understand that the past editions of the Cowboys offense have spread things around, but they've had a lot of good players at a lot of different positions. I mean, when you start looking at that depth chart, it is just so soft. Even if they have Will Fuller or one of these guys, it's not going to change a, a even a little bit of what we think about CD Lamb, it'll change Jalen Tolbert a little bit. But CD Lamb, man, just completely locked in. And I wouldn't put it past Kellen Moore to just design the shit out of some touches for him. I mean, we already saw them use CD as a running back for a decent handful of snaps throughout the season. Not as much when he came back uh, from a, a from getting banged up a little bit. But there's a lot of things he can do out there. And to me, the most impressive part of watching his game evolve from year one to year two was him putting on some. Even he's still a small guy. But you put on a little bit of weight, enough so that he did actually look like the kind of beast that we expect him to be after the catch. If he takes another step in year three, they're already giving him just kind of like workload days off, like just to be careful for no reason at all, man. Like this could be 10 plus targets a week. No questions asked. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that's where we're at. So I, that's why I love getting Lamb there and, you know, super young player, ascending talent. I mean, dude. You just it just it just rings it just it just flows right off the tongue. Jamar Chase uh-huh. and C D Lamb. It makes me freaking smile. So, <laughs> so we've got several teams going RB RB here. Coming back down after we take C D Lamb, Debo Samuel goes to pick seven. That's a Dalvin Cook Debo start. Then you get Cooper Cup. Uh, team nails Barkley with it. That's a nice value. Getting Cooper Cup at pick six and then getting Barkley to come back because Barkley has risen up the board. It's tougher to make that pair now. It's a good start. Najee Harris. Pick five gets Aaron Jones coming back. So that's a that's a double RB team. Next team, also a double RB team. Austin Eckler with Leonard Fournette. Then we have a Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams from the three-hole. Then the two-hole, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. I guess people, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here with Kamara. But I think the news today was encouraging overall, or the news yesterday was encouraging overall. And I think people are probably going to get a little bit more bullish on Kamara. And then you have Tyreek Hill and, and T. Higgins go to the player at uh, pick one to go with JT. I mean, every Thoughts team on Camara. Every team looks great so far. We've only had twenty five guys off the board. It's when uh, you know team uh, team one doesn't take a freaking tight end until round twenty or whatever the hell is going to happen out of that spot <laughs> this time around. That was quite the uh, opening stream for this. We three three about- teams with the RBRB build is like the main thing you notice right away. But these yeah. teams here are now letting off a little bit, and they're coming back with receivers. Third round, we've had Higgins, Evans, Pittman, and Allen go. We talked about Kamara on our NFC training camp pod, which will be out Wednesday night, which I believe is when this podcast is out. So go give that a listen afterwards. But moving him up, we're still – He's still going to be at a decent enough, di- like Dwayne, he's still going to be available in a lot of round threes. I know he went at the end of round two in this one, but he's still a guy that's going to be priced around the RB1 borderline, but we know he's going to be top six probably every single week that we know he's playing once the season actually starts. Exactly. So it's back to us. Um, we have our choice here. Um, ETN is the tougher player to get. I'd like to do ETN again, Ian, if you're good. 
um, since we went Lamb over Barkley. Yes. Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, and E.T.N. I know we could probably have a real conversation right here about James Conner, um, which I think would be valid. My thought is, Connor, for whatever reason, people have been uh, – oh, he just went right in front of us, so it doesn't matter. We just get ETN. Go. ETN. Yep, we need a running back easy. now. If we don't go ETN, again, it's going to get potentially – Well, we're taking, a, we're taking advantage, scary. honestly, of you know ETN is just a little bit cheaper than he was a week ago. And getting to start with the Chase Lamb ETN, last time it was Chase plus Stefan Diggs and ETN. And, I mean, if you want to talk people through the profile, I think they've heard me talk about Travis ETN enough, so I'll leave it to you, Ian. <laughs> Look, even the beat writers are saying like, yeah, James Robinson is going to be involved. We all know that. Look at every single backfield in the NFL, save for like four. There's multiple running backs involved all the time. As long as ETN is getting all that pass down work, which it sure looks like he is, man. And it is one of these things, too, where we're not going off of him having a good camp off of like one stray tweet from here. Every single word out of Jaguars camp is that he looks like the most explosive player. So that just tells me that he's at least back from his foot injury and playing at a high level without a cause for concern there. So for me, ETN. It's another guy that, man, based on that week one workload, and I guess you could say it's true for a lot of these running backs, uh, particularly in the first four or five rounds. But come on, man. We see ETN rip off like seven targets in week one with 10 or 12 carries. Like he's going to be right next to DeAndre Swift sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what we're looking at. No matter what. I mean, you and I are already counting James Robinson as being part of the early down work. And we still have ETN ranked where we do, which is really close to each other. We're within like one or two spots. We have him in a similar tier. Um, and I think, again, the best summary I've heard, like you just nailed earlier in the season um, or earlier in the offseason. It's just like, hey, this is DeAndre Swift <laughs> from last year and you're getting them in the third round. So uh, it's just it's hard for me to not want to go, you know, with ETN. And, and that's without even talking about the potential upside of, for some reason, James Robinson just isn't what he was, or ETN just goes off, or Robinson suffers a setback. There's a lot of outs for ETN to even smash what we think is already a value where we're getting him right now. This is madness, though, man. Robinson just tore his freaking Achilles in December, and he's going to take the first snap of the season. I mean, it's, it's great. I wish injuries didn't exist. Turn them off, God. What are you waiting for? <laughs> but uh, it, it's between all the ACL guys avoiding the pup, you know, okay, Michael Gallup, not every single one, Jamison Williams, still some injured guys out there, but having Goblin just seemingly smack his recovery time, all the Achilles stuff, the guys coming back the next season. What you were saying before about, you know, there being maybe a better track record of older players smashing them and gave it credit for. I mean, that's something that I wouldn't be surprised just continues to kind of trend in a good direction as move as we move on, man. 35-year-olds in 2022 aren't nearly as old as 35-year-olds from like, you know, 2000. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so we're now one pick away, Ian. Um, we've got Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, Travis Etienne. I have over in the queue, after we picked, Darren Waller went off the board, A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, David Montgomery, Mike Williams, Josh Allen, and now Cam Akers. And so our question here is, do we want to go ahead and peel off George Kittle again? I know we both love him. It is tight end premium. He could still save the planet if aliens arrive tomorrow. <laughs> um, or do you want to go with one of the receivers, like Cortland Sutton? Technically, Kittle is also the best value right now based on ADP where we're picking. Kittle. Um, okay, let's do it. I'm with you. We're just going to build the same damn team, but CeeDee Lamb With instead of stuff CD on Lamb. <laughs> I mean, come it's on. Okay. Like, we're, we're, just, we're just setting people up for later. People are going to think they got to read, and, and, and they don't, Ian. We'll, 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 we'll zig later. I know it looks a lot 
similar, but my thought process doesn't change around this build, you know, getting the two elite receivers coming back and grabbing the, uh, you know, the elite passing down back and an offense is going to trail all the time and then securing an elite tight end. Like basically now we're balanced enough that we can handle anything in this draft. And, and oh, look, right yeah. again, as soon as we go, who goes? As soon oh, as here, we come, here comes the tight end run. Here comes the tight end there run. Again. Dalton Schultz. Well, Dwayne, last time, what we pick? 109? Uh, 110. 110. Okay, so we're two spots away. So it's not that wild that we're having an awfully similar start. But guess what? I love it again. I loved it the first time. Here we are a week or two later, Dwayne. I love it again. We will not be taking Russell Gage uh, in the top seven rounds. I will tell you that much. Still getting some good words out of camp, though. Like, I do wonder if there could be a point where Russell Gage becomes underrated in this whole equation. Well, I think still- he will. Yeah, they still gave him a lot of money, and I don't really care that Todd Bowles says he's been uncoverable in camp. But, like, Dwayne, when you, we were hyping up Russell Gage before Julio got added, and more importantly, before we just kind of found out that Chris Godwin's going to seemingly be back sooner rather than later. I mean, you talked about Gage and the difference between him and guys like Lazard and MVS, where Gage actually had some of the underlying PFF receiving grade numbers and those metrics we really like of a much better receiver and like man you're gonna catch passes from tom freaking brady it can't get that bad for him right exactly and so gage is a player that honestly yeah we don't have to take him where we did last time but i still think he has a similar range of outcomes i mean julio jones you know after doing more research on some of these players when they're older now he hasn't been able to stay healthy you know he could create a situation where we don't get the amount of routes that we want, right? So early on, maybe Julio's just spelling Chris Godwin in the season. But then if he flashes and does well, and all, let's say they're all playing well, and then when Chris Godwin's fully healthy, it could be just enough that we don't get Gage at like to a 70% route particip- participation number. And he could be stuck more at like a 60%er. Um, you know, and he could still kind of come through on that because it is a heavy uh, passing offense with Tom Brady. So all 60% route participations are not created equally. So I would say that it's, it's more like a 70%er on the jets, right? <laughs> if you get to be a 60%er on the bucks. Um, but yeah, I still want to get my exposure uh, to Russell Gage. And I think, you know, getting him at the discount that we're going to see, I'm, I'm still on board. Marquise Brown off the board as the wide receiver 16. Good example in case you're as in the weeds with some of this, you know, daily news as Dwayne and I uh, are where Marquise Brown with the hamstring and the ankle stuff, like it's just going to be nothing other than a footnote. Now, basically he's back. He's fine. He's off the NFI list. He's like, Hey, we need to monitor every injury, but make sure you're not overly adjusting, you know, the ranks because of some of this. Remember it is August 2nd after all, even some of the injury stuff like, yeah, when we get word on it, actually how severe something is, that's a little bit different. But when Cliff Kingsbury says like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Instead of being like, well, for a speedy receiver, a soft tissue injury, isn't what you want. Maybe just chill a little bit take advantage of the drops if they happen it was not the case here Dwayne I'll be interested to see where Jerry Judy is going now Corlin Sutton's off the board wide receiver 18 we talked about today we're not really changing our rank on Corlin Sutton Judy will be getting a bump my question is how high is he going to start going you know inside the top 20 or more so you know 20 to 24 range the latter is certainly where I prefer to take him yeah, I'm with you. That uh, The latter is where I prefer. I'm very interested to see what happens with him in this draft because it's kind of our first data point. Um, I looked earlier to see if there had been a draft. If there if there was, it hasn't been published yet by Fantasy Mojo like, since the news. Um, so I don't know, like in the couple of drafts maybe that happened before we drafted tonight, like what happened, what's happened with Judy, but I definitely have him over in the queue. <laughs> 
about to say i'm a judy guy now this is awesome this is so much I more fun it. so much more fun than <laughs> life's more going fun against now. the player i am there been, he goes at the turn jerry ooh, judy off the board wide receiver 20 see that's where it gets tough that is where we looked at and we said hey right there is about where it could make sense the kj hamler health thing just like chris goblin he's off the pup what does that mean exactly because Dwayne, the Hamler thing, now he, we can call him Tim Patrick. Why can't KJ Hamler steal the you know number two job yeah. away from Jerry Judy potentially? So, well, and we've we've seen um, Russell Wilson really gel with a similar archetype player. And again, archetype folks, don't don't get us wrong and think that we're claiming that KJ Hamler is going to be Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett's been really good. But it is a similar type player, right? Smaller, faster receiver, going to get to play from the slot. Russ loves to get those guys in mismatches in zone coverage where they just quickly get over the top, you know, of the linebackers. And then based on the way they've got the play set up, you know, it's this it's this long, deep crosser where they're running away basically from the uh, the safety over the top. And Russ just has such an ability, man, to honestly just drop those things in like just, a rainbow. Just and trucks other the ball. quarterbacks don't have it. And, it. and it negates the size challenge for Lockett, the way that Russell Wilson throws the ball. You get the same thing with Hamler potentially. I feel like Russ's time from throwing the ball to it leaving your TV screen is just the it's fastest like of any quarterback in the league. It's <laughs> it's wild. It goes up at like a 90-degree angle, and then <laughs> it's 60 yards downfield falling right into the dude's lap. As a boss man, Chris Collinsworth dubbed them, the moon balls are always out and about. I'm sure going to look extra pretty in those Broncos orange uniforms. Dwayne, did you like or did you not like Russell Wilson showing up to camp in his own uniform? I'm, I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to say no. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Really? No, I'm fine with it. I, I love the story about him jumping on the injury cart today and telling Tim Patrick, let's ride. Oh, my you know? God. Did he really? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, he did. Uh, so I don't know what's going on, but this is the second draft in a row where I've seen Jalen Waddle slide into the fifth round. Uh, I got him in the fifth. I got him actually at round five, pick three. Just making sure he is still available, right? Yep, he's in my queue. Yeah, so that that's interesting. So we want it. So coming back to us, we're off of running back. We do not want running backs in this range. It's a dead zone. It's a little early for quarterback over here. Uh, if we needed to, I think quarterback's an option in round six, but I don't mind pushing it to round seven. Remember, we got Lamar Jackson in round seven last draft. So there's a good shot at a minimum we come away with, you know, one of the guys we like, you know, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. And now just having Trey Lance as the backup, also the potential option there later with Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't want to reach too far. Um, so I'm really thinking receiver here. I've got the queue filled up. And so if you want to give me some thoughts on what your thought process is here on who I have in the queue, or if there's anyone else, you tell me, hey, dumbass, they need to be in the queue. I want Goblin if he falls to us. I agree. Yeah. After, uh, after, yeah. After yeah, Goblin. Go well, Michael Thomas is available too. We could come. We could honestly turn Godwin and Michael Thomas potentially because Thomas is still further down this list. Yeah. No, I, I like that call. Absolutely. So I'm going to move. And I'm not going to be 100% against DK Metcalf. Hey. If Metcalf gets here. Get, I'm, hold on. Gabe Davis still available? Uh, is he? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Okay. He's over there. And look, Gabe Davis isn't a guy we want to reach on, but yeah, if somebody, if everybody's just going to pay him at hand, this price, hand him to us. That's what I'm saying at this price. And then we'll get yeah. Goblin or Michael Thomas on the wraparound. Oh, he just went. 
Okay. So there goes Gabe Davis. About time. All right, so we we have our pick here. We've got we've got a Monra. Who do you think makes it back to us between Goblin and Thomas? Uh, well, looking over at the queue, I think all we need to know is one of them comes back. So I'm wondering if we just take Amon Ra here because we know we do have a potential injury risk with both of those other players. Do we go yeah, ahead and grab Amon Ra, get the sun God on the team? And who then cares? See... First or last? We already have, we already have Chase we have, and CD. But we love Amon Ra as well. I know, but I love Michael Like I've got Amon Ra ranked. Um, it's fine. Do you want to go Godwin here? I would like to go I'm, I'm just trying to give us a chance to maximize, get both. All right, so we'll go ahead and take Godwin here. Is that what you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll do it. I like a Monrod too. I just, we talked about, like, Michael Thomas, I, we have, I don't know what more evidence we need at this point that the guy's healthy. And Chris Goblin, he's off the pump, man. Like, no, no, I'm, I, look, I'm good. I'm good. You, I, I have to be talked off of a Monrod. You know this. <laughs> like the, the the only way I won't select him is if you scream at me. <laughs> you have you literally have him a tier beneath these guys. I know, so. <laughs> I know, but I'm telling you, I love him. <laughs> oh my! And goodness. I'm also drafting off this queue. I know what these guys behind me are doing. You I know, hear so you. it's I like just... I, I'm I'm always trying to say, how do I get two? How do I get two? Yeah. How do I get two of them? Um. So, but but it's okay because I know that now Amon Ra goes for sure. Um, if you leave both Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin, there's a chance one comes back and we get a curveball right there. Justin Herbert, that's that's late for him. But Kyler uh, Lamar Jackson goes off the board at, in round five. He's normally around seven pick over here. Mm -hmm. And then now Dallas Goddard quickly off the board, a player that we we like and we've talked about that Amonra you know, Amonra is gone. Yeah, well, you knew that, that's what I mean. You know, it's going to happen. I say we get Michael Thomas and if not. We look at AJ Dillon or a quarterback. I I'm down. To let you pick. No, I think it's receiver here. If we can get Michael Thomas. Yeah. If Michael Thomas goes, you could go ahead and talk me into Kyler here. That's. I mean, he's our QB two in both of our damn ranks. You know, he's got to be on a damn team with us. Do we? I, I, I know that it could slide a little bit, but man, tr having Trey Lance as the backup plan just kind of changes things, don't you think? It just it just makes you a yeah. little bit less like feeling like you got to do it. But if Michael Thomas goes, I'm willing because it would really suck if all of a sudden all those quarterbacks went because honestly, there's a tear break here, you know, at, at receiver at running. We don't want the running backs. We're still off that. If we were to want a tight end, it would have been Goddard. He's gone. There goes Amari Cooper. So we're up next. We just got to avoid one pick here. If Thomas goes, I think it is Kyler Murray. I agree. Okay. Mer because so, it's yeah. still the tear break, man. Like, so you, you, why reach, you know, even though we know we might get Trey Lance coming back to us, we'll, we'll get to do that later. Um, if Thomas is here, I think you just got to go with it. And I think he's going to be, cause he's still too low on this board. But having said I, that, like someone will, I do like you know, Darnell Mooney never falls this far, but the problem is I think we both have Michael Thomas well ahead of Darnell Mooney. <laughs> I do. Oh yeah, we, we do. So Michael Thomas, if he's there, I, I, I'm still going to get a lot of AJ Dillon exposure, but man, Michael Thomas for me over AJ Dillon. And then we can get someone like a James Cook or a Cordero Patterson a couple rounds later. And I think that's yeah. going to far surpass the wide receivers we're looking at at that point. I agree. And so it's going to get a little tight on us. So there goes Antonio Gibson. I'm taking Michael Thomas going, Let's go! once, going twice on the team. We now have four wide receivers. If you want to kind of let folks know what we got here, Ian. 
Starting off first six rounds, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, Chris Goblin, and Michael Thomas filling out the wide receiver room. Hey, those are four guys where, Dwayne, if they finish one, two, three, four, not saying it's going to happen, but they have that in their potential (laughs) range of outcomes if everything is clicking for them. Also got George Kittle, who we always like to say, the best tight end on this planet as we know it. And for my money's worth, probably the entire universe. Only one running back so far, but we do have Travis Etienne, who just seems like he was made in a fantasy football factory, potentially the way that he can just create big plays and catch the ball. Yes, having James Robinson back lowers the ceiling, but that's also why we're able to still get him, you know, outside the top 12, 15 running backs, more drafts than not. So a little bit of a, I think as the kids will call it, modified zero RB here, Dwayne. Didn't take our first running back until round three, but when we can get two top five wide receivers because of it, I am in eight days of the week. We did start off our, dra- our draft very similar, very similar to last time except we took a CD over Stefan Diggs. Then we got Travis Etienne and then we got George Kittle, but man, I don't know about you, Dwayne, but Etienne and Kittle are like just two of my highest exposed players right now, just generally this off season. Love. So I am fine <laughs> throwing them back in the, into the mix of things. So I will say too, I've been doing um shout out underdog for launching the puppy again, just, you know, five, $5 draft. I mean, my God, man, like there's, there better be a damn good reason for me not to just be drafting <laughs> all day long when you're going to make them, uh, when you're gonna make them that cheap. So Michael Thomas and Chris Goblin, I feel like people are slow to react to this, man. I've still been able to get both really round six, round seven without much of a problem. If we get to week one and Schefter's like, yeah, they're fine. These are guys that should arguably be going and Michael Thomas's case, top 20 and Goblin's case, man, if he's just good, that's a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah, it's if all of a sudden we hear Godwin is going to be basically, uh, you know, even though he won't be 100%, but if he's expected the normal number of routes in week one, oh my God. Hey, look, Pollard, mid six. This is what I mean. It's just crazy with Pollard right now. Um, Pollard now going ahead of AJ Dillon. Uh, yeah. Clyde Edwards Lair, fine. You know, we're both kind of like, well, whatever, Edwards Lair. I, I don't blame someone for going Pollard there, but. It's the sixth round, man. It, it like there's still just, and I get it. There is a little bit of a tear dip here, so I, I think you could work it in. But I don't know. It's just it's it's pretty rich, you, despite the fact that we all agree that the Cowboys need to figure out ways to get the ball to Pollard more often, especially with the challenges that they have uh, in the receiver core. Um, you know, with the loss of James Washington for the first six to ten weeks, I believe today is what we heard. It's six um, to ten weeks from today, I think. So what's that? Yeah. So yes. Uh, yeah. So true. So probably like more like week six. I don't even know. You can do the math. I, I would guess he'll open up the season on the pup and maybe there goes Kyler. Miss another couple games. About time. People are getting smarter. People still, are getting smarter. Still Not going taking at the Elijah Mitchell end of but round. Still, six. I mean, they're passing Elijah Mitchell and some of these other players for it, which is what you should do. We still got people taking Tony Pollard before Kyler Murray. Come on, Dwayne. Yeah, well, I'm, I agree with that. I would have taken Tony. <laughs> I would have taken, uh, honestly, well, I mean, we've already discussed it. If Michael Thomas was gone, we were going Kyler. We would have taken Kyler over anyone else that's gone so far in this round. So, yeah, we're on the same page. I am hoping that one of Jalen Hurts or Trey Lance falls back to us. Stacking not nearly as essential in redraft no. as it is uh, for best ball, regardless if there was ever a quarterback to really not feel the need to stack. Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Fields are going to be your big four from that equation. And again, in best ball, you're probably going to want to stack them anyway, but just because of what they can bring the table rushing-wise, I do think you see a pretty steep drop-off afterwards. I guess Josh Allen, too, but man, like that, that dude's just such a freaking 
right animal and like why, why, why not get some isaiah mckenzie exposure at the bottom of these drafts i'll be interested to see where he goes uh in this one oh, as well because i have show my screen to somehow i accidentally just put alan lazard in the queue but it's mistakes <laughs> fixed <laughs> oh my goodness uh, i don't remember what i was saying been, you would have but... so screenshotted that shit yeah that's and then true. like guys look look who Dwayne's got in the queue Probably, I, I, oh I my have... god like so it's there goes cream hunt oh. in the early seventh so yeah it's gonna get tight here uh, we need running back and we need a quarterback. I mean, if Mitchell keeps falling, I'll take him. This yeah, late. I'll take him that late. I got no problem taking him that late. Good example of not hating the player, just the ADP. Hey, he still projects as the RB1 in San Francisco. We, we're just thinking that Trey Lance is going to eat into some of those fantasy-friendly goal line opportunities. And I would imagine one of Tyrion Davis-Price, perhaps Trey Sermon, maybe Jeff Wilson, someone eating it more into his carries. I mean, don't, don't forget, man, that running back room last year. Like, Debo is incredible at what he does. Like, they... They were, but they were kind of giving him those carries back even when he was a rookie um, as well. Not to the same extent, but I think a lot of that was the need of having Jeff Wilson coming off IR in the first place and not exactly, you know, tearing it up once he was healthy. Jermichael Hasty was banged up. Trey Sermon was concussed in the doghouse the rest of the time. Like that running back room was just a walking graveyard half the time. So we never, I mean, Raheem Mostert took two carries. We never got to see what their actual plan was going to be, whether it was going to be the Raheem Mostert show. Maybe it was going to be Moster and Elijah Mitchell going 50-50. And that's now the plan with uh, him and Tyrion Davis-Price. We don't know, but he got picked. So it's a moot point. Damn it. But your point stands. It's Haiti. It's, it's you know, yeah. being against the ADP, not the player. Um, and also with our build, like if he gets down here and we've got, you know, four wide receivers, a running back, you know, and a tight end, like he also just makes sense for the structure of the team. You know what I mean? So the Could receivers say- can... It's interesting here. So I've got several receivers still queued up as well because basically we've put our chip down and said we're flexing receiver. So honestly, I'm good with taking the best value here. If Jalen Hurts gets here, I think you just make the pick. The only thing is if you look behind us, everyone has a quarterback except one team. And, okay. and if we if we let Hurts go by and team nine takes Hurts, we coming back, we get Lance with Kittle. I, I like that call. You're smart, man. <laughs> so so Drake London goes off the board there. I think we grab the running back we want here first. I say your boy um, James Cook. Okay. I uh, think Cook versus Edmonds is very close. I, like I have Edmonds above, but you will never look. I I'm good. Let's make a stand on James Cook. Give give me the guy that's the passing down option and a pass heavy offense and I just want to do victory laps anyway. It's Bills versus, Bills versus Dolphins offense. Which one do we want? I mean, Edmonds got a decent deal. Cook's a second-round pick. Like The one thing I'll say, and the thing is here, like we're not trying to get two of them. Man, this is so late for Adam Thielen. What the hell? It's what okay. is going on here with Thielen? People are just bored. Bored of them. Mm. Man, that's a good wide receiver five. Adam <laughs> Thielen over James Cook? Well, I mean, just you don't normally get that. And and we've already said we want a flex receiver. Um, oh, you think Cook? But it's going to put us in a real bind because coming back, we can't get a quarterback and a running back. So I vote James Cook and stick to our quarterback plan. Okay. We had chances at running backs earlier and we took the receiver. I think now on a 50 50 call, we take the running back. 
So we just took James Cook uh, with Antonio Gibson, just so folks know how we feel, with Antonio Sheesh. Gibson, Miles Sanders, uh, Kenny Walker, Damian Harris, all still on the board. Yeah. But we did it for a reason. Here know? we are. So, and, and here's the thing. like Coming back, we know we want to go ahead and grab the quarterback. Now, the other option there was you just go ahead and take Adam Thielen because it's the value. You take the running back coming back, and you let the chips fall where they may at quarterback, knowing your backup plan is Deshaun Watson. Hey, we just named a bunch of running backs that are in three-plus running back committees. We got I'm the one <laughs> We got the one set to catch the most passes in the best offense. Yes. Ooh, that's but not, we also, sounded you know, good, so man. It does, but there's an art, you know. So we want to get as many of these good players, you know, as we can. That's the name of the game, like over the first eight rounds. We'd reached um, a little bit, but I think – under the QB situation we talked through, it was warranted. Yeah. It, it, the one thing you got to look at, though, is there's so many backs left in the queue that are above the guys we have. Yeah. Now, w- what it would have meant is you go receiver there, you take whichever back they leave us coming back, and you let the chips fall where they may on do you get Trey Lance to come back. And then if he doesn't, you pivot, right? And we take probably Justin Fields later and Deshaun Watson back-to-back in round 13, 12 and 13. Okay. That, no, that would it, be the plan. Just point. I'm just talking it through so people, I mean, because this is like people can listen to our draft, but I think it's fun yeah. to hear like the thought process. What are the different options, You how you could have gone? We're doing 12 of these things. Probably don't need to take the James Cook is better than him, damn it. We need him on our team type of approach. So from that point, I do hear Well, you. if there's a player I'm going to do it with, you. that's it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess... You definitely gave me that. You definitely tempted me with the right player for sure. I just think with the four, I mean, again, four of our, the four of your top 24 receivers, four of my top 20 at this point, I just really think we, I know, but there's nothing wrong with reinforcing a really strong spot. Yeah. If you know, it's what you're going to flex all year because injuries happen. So you're basically saying we are flexing wide receiver no matter what. And we've got five of them, (laughs) you know, so we've got it locked in. Now we just have to worry about RB two. And it's okay. I mean, let's see what happens here. Oh, and Antonio Gibson was already gone anyway, so I'm an idiot. Okay. I feel I sometimes I, I I will tell you my flaw is I usually miss the pick right after my pick the most often, and that's what happened. Gibson had gone or right in front of us, you know, when we took Michael Thomas. <laughs> Even so though we're up next there we goes thought, Chase Edmonds. We thought he was available, and we still took James Cook. <laughs> well, uh-uh, yeah. <laughs> there goes Joe Burrow. All right, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Welcome to the squad. PFF projections have Hurts. Question, do you want to try to let it go if Hurts and Lance are there? Now, the problem is everybody on the other end of us, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six teams without a quarterback. It's your call. If not, I want Tony. He already have him the queue. It's your your call. I made the last call. I think, well, that's the pick. Is it Tony or is it the quarterback? I I think we just go ahead and take Hurts. Yeah. I, 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 I would lean Hurts. All right, let's just get it done. And now what we've said is James Cook. James Cook, you are the weakest link, but we are giving you a chance to win the whole damn thing. So yeah. come on, buddy. Catch 70 balls. We're going to be in freaking business. So Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, Travis Etienne, George Kittle, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, James Cook, Jalen Hurts. The other argument we could have made for Thielen there is knowing that what if Godwin does start slow? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's the, and there goes Tony right after us. So expected. Yeah. He was the top of the queue. I still think there's some wide receivers that we can uh, make up some value with. Rondale. 
mostly just Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> uh jalen tolbert someone that we're also interested to see how much higher he's going to rise i think he went round 11 my last underdog draft i was doing dude is getting up there a little bit basically the decision we had to make was were we comfortable going down at quarterback or were we comfortable going yeah okay it was going down a quarterback and going down a wide receiver five i think i'm fine picking wide receiver five in that equation yeah, we're we're good. I mean, it's it, I, I'm good. Yeah, I, I think the real test was: Do you just take Thielen over Cook? Then you take Cook coming back and just let the chips fall. I was just about to say we'd be absolutely fine if my guy Cordero Patterson yeah. could fall to us and he went off. The he would have been perfect, Donald's honestly for this team. Dude, he's a like you read all the Falcons beat writers. Like it, it's just made, been made clear in the whole team that CPAT is he's getting a lot of practice off. He's not going to play in the preseason like he is going to be their starting running back and they're going to just try to feed him and just probably his last year in Atlanta like that has just been understood and um I just can't wait for Tyler Algier or Damian Williams or someone to just rip off a big run in preseason game and (laughs) see Pat to somehow get cheaper I mean this is just this is madness man like the dude is now like they paid him Cordero Patterson, like even a hater would have to project a guy, I think, for 200 combined carries and targets next season. The guy's now going in RB4 territory. Ramondre Stevenson just went ahead of Damian Harris. Yeah, it's uh, you know what? I I respect that though. Like people talk the way people talk about Ramondre Stevenson, like, good, take him ahead of Damian Harris. That's do it. I'm not gonna do it, but you can imagine. <laughs> Damian Harris just uh, I, hey uh, we're, we're having Evan Silva on the PFF fantasy pod on Thursday that's a hundred percent got to be one of our questions I want to hear from him and I want a better mm-hmm. I want a better reason we, we need to call his ass out Not, we love Evan we need to call his ass out if he just says like Stevens is a dog he's better than Damon Damon Harris <laughs> just trust me I won't take that I will not take that I think the Ian whole, will not accept that answer. You guys are here first. The entire argument is that he gets the full-fledged pass-down role and he has added upside if Damon Harris gets hurt. I can live with that. I will not just hear any more Damon Harris slander for no good reason as a way of putting up Ramondre Stevenson. I've had enough to win. Yeah. I, I, look, I get it. I, I think they're both really good players. <laughs> That's the yeah. way I look at those two. Um, so... Yeah, it's 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 tough for me to get. I, I can't get on board with Stevenson in round eight. I just, I'm sorry. It's not not interested. Like round ten, round eleven, I'm okay. I'm I'm fine if someone wants to make a stand on it. Like that's good. Uh, I, and like you said, I can respect it. Just like what we did with James <laughs> Cook. There's respect. You know what was the old Adam Sandler? Respect. You know R E, and the guy spells it wrong. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. Trey Lance is still on the board here. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Like he's, and again, you got to look at the queue. A lot of these people are drafting off this queue, and so that was the thing with Lance that, you know, made me think about doing it is because he's so far down. Um, oh, so we, it's it's. I just hope he goes. Read all the different factors here, Ian. <laughs> I hope he goes ahead of us. Are we gonna? Are we about to take Damon Harris if he's there? I mean, or, at this point, I don't. Jesus, I think we kind of have to just with our build. You have your you have your boy Kenny Walker one spot higher. I know, but I don't. I can't. I can't. 
I don't think I can do it just because of all the things we've talked about with the Seahawks offense. I, I don't think we can either. I mean, did, I did, did Damian Harris die today? Did we miss something while we were in 12 hours of podcast? Dude, how freaking. If he, if he falls to us, he's going to be pick. Freaking... <sighs> there goes Sky Moore. Damon Harris falls to us. He's going to be picked like 104. Going 15 spots past ADP. Like that's what that's... I think if Damian Harris gets here at this pick, like I'm just slamming it. <laughs> yeah. If we have one Damon Harris team and this is it, fine by me. Yeah. I mean, well, look, it, you can't argue any of the guys I got in the queue over Harris, like no. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, Rashad White, Isaiah Spiller, Ronald Jones, Michael Carter. You can't argue, argue any of those over Damian Harris. No. <laughs> So, I, didn't even, I didn't even put i didn't even freaking put ken walker in the queue yet sorry kenny damon I, I keep talking about uh cordero patterson now basically being the cheapest running back and all starting running back in all fantasy i guess it's damian harris twin uh, yeah i think it is <laughs> i just don't want somebody to auto pick here i'm actually i uh, it's not something we're gonna get to say in very many drafts i actually want damian harris what you need to think about though is what happens if we it, don't get him if we don't get harris Melvin. There goes Damian Pierce. They scared us with a Damian. Oh, <laughs> I say Damian Harris I, 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 or I, I, Melvin Gordon. I got to freaking Google Damian Harris right now <laughs> because, like, did something just happen and we don't know? Yeah, that's a good point. Right, I'm going to check Twitter. My just going to make sure. <laughs> uh, okay, I haven't gotten any notice. All right, we're up. Woo! That, does it matter? Do, are we getting him? Hell yeah! I'll take Damian Harris here. Like, come on, people. For some reason on my screen, uh, I, I guess Nick Chubb was the last player I selected. So it it lit up green for draft Nick Chubb. And I, I just wanted to hit it just in case <laughs> <laughs> a wild Nick Chubb appears. All right. So Claypool and Ayuk are off the board. I would like Garrett Wilson if he comes back around. I would like to add another upside wide receiver. Uh, I know it's a bonus for you that he's from Ohio State. Oh, we could talk. I would be willing to go Alave. I'm kind of leaning Wilson just because we already have Michael Thomas, although I would be, if for some reason Garrett Wilson went, I would be okay with Chris Olave. It, it, we're kind of at the last spot to grab one of these guys and then maybe get Rondell Moore coming back in the next round with where his ADP usually is. Okay, I like that call. Unless there's a running back you just really are feeling here. If Melvin I, I feel falls like, look, to we, us. I, th I feel like getting Harris allows us basically to do whatever we want here. Yeah, I, And I think I, receiver is where the value, for me, receiver is where the value is. I, yeah, I gotta catch my board up. Mark Rashad Penny off. He went okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Melvin Gordon went off the board, so I am more fine than ever going wide receiver here. Yeah, there's just enough question right now with Rojo. Like, what's his role for sure going to be? Like, you don't want to force anything here. He could still like not make the team, <laughs> right? And I'd be fine. I'll be honest. I'm just as fine. You know, if we get one of these receivers we want here coming back with Tyrion Davis Price next round. I, I like every time I think about drafting Rojo and it's like an appropriate time to do it. I probably hit draft like half the time. That's kind of how I'm approaching it. I, I'm, I'm not out on it. I'm yeah, also, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. You, I'm not, you, you gotta be, you gotta be balanced though. I'm not going to be victory lapping it. I'm not going to be saying, I told you so. No it's not a bad auto draft for the guy that's got his cue set up at pick 11, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, AJ Brown, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert. He's getting value on all this stuff. Now he may be throwing these in. He gets he gets Amon Ra in round six. Don't like the Miles Sanders pick, but whatever. It's round seven. Then well, then he takes Alan Lazard round eight. But look, at least it's not <laughs> round six, Alan Lazard. Like, look, if someone wants to take Alan Lazard in round eight, nine, ten, <laughs> do your thing. Just don't take him in round six. That's that's really that's that's the the lesson here. 
There goes your favorite tight end in the world, Pat Fryermuth. Rashad White also off the board. So they're pinging on this running back queue. I, I really do feel like Damian Harris gave us some flexibility. He was honestly a gift on this team because if we whiff on James Cook, we at least have an RB2 or we yeah. can wait for James Cook to grow into a role. Um, so I, I think Garrett Wilson is the top pick just because we have Mike Thomas. Yeah. But if, if, no, if I think that's cool. Garrett I think Wilson that's goes, I'm okay with Olave over Rondell Moore because Rondell Moore's further down the queue and we have a chance to still get him next round. And Olave's at the top. I mean, we both had Garrett dynasty wide receiver one in this class. I, yeah. I, we might be on like this is going outside the top 50 receivers sometimes this is Jalen Waddle territory we were getting Jalen Waddle last year and everybody thought oh my god there's too many mouths to feed oh my god Tua sucks what happens <laughs> shit happens and if you're a talented player you give yourself outs and so uh, Chris Olave goes in front of us you're good with Garrett Wilson correct yep love it wide receiver five hell yeah yes. and, uh, and it uh, makes uh, me feel uh, and Olave went in front of us so yes nice all right Love Garrett Wilson at this price tag. That, that's under, you know, I mean, that's about where the receivers go. But at this time last year, like I wanted Jalen Waddle and Elijah Moore in rounds nine and 10. And so this year, Wilson's definitely in that conversation. The way I've been creating some of my builds and like even the way you and I have built our teams together, I'm not as on wide receiver in round nine as I was last year. But the value is still certainly there in round nines and 10 where you can take some shots on these young guys. We like. A lot of the rosters I built lately, though, I, I've needed the running back, <laughs> you know, so it's just been a little bit different. But, dude, I love the start. I love the start. We're through uh, 10 rounds, five receivers, three running backs, one tight end, and an elite quarterback and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts as the QB, RB1, Travis Etienne, RB2, James Cook. Don't tell it to Damon Harris, though, our RB3. Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Goblin, Michael Thomas, and Garrett Wilson. Sounds like five dogs to me, Dwayne. And, of course, one George Kittle chilling there at tight end. Should we have uh, gone more in on the potential Trey Lance strategy that, for the record, wouldn't have worked anyway. He went before our next pick, but knowing that we had the George Kittle stack or and redraft is like, is stacking only something that you're going to consider like a 50 50 that pick? Like, are you even more? I think like it the, still matters in this format. So, for people to just so you understand, like the way it works, we um, over weeks 14, 15, sorry, work weeks uh, 15, 16, and 17, because there's now 18 weeks in the NFL season, over those weeks, there is a race for the $500,000 first prize for all of the teams that either win their league or lead their league in points or lead their league in record. Now, sometimes those things cancel one another out, right? Um, so once you get into the race, having those kind of stacks is still really good. So, I mean, I've had multiple top five finishes over here, and I will tell you two out of my three top five finishes have had a stack. So back in the day, I had um, one that was from further along ago, like I had Peyton Manning with... Um, Demarius Thomas nice. and with uh Julius Thomas. So that double stack, like that shot me way up in the last week one year. That was also the year Jamal Charles just went completely freaking ham. Honestly, <laughs> like those four players alone like shot me to the top of leaderboards. So it can still come in handy. It's not quite as crucial as what we see with best ball, because also you can continue to work your roster here, right? Yeah. So where it's different, Ian, is you want to stack your really good players. Where in best ball, you're like, well, I'll take so-and-so because they're a stat i'll take you know uh i've got uh 
like for our team. I've got Jalen Hurts, so somebody might say, give me Quez Watkins or something like that with your last pick. You're never going to start that person if you're in week 17 of this contest. So it's not that's where it's different than best ball. You're really trying to stack the premium players together. So if we want to stack with Jalen Hurts, right, we really want it to be one of his three weapons. We're not really messing with anything else. You could throw Gainwell in there, um, you know, just because he goes later and if things work out and all this stuff. But you're going to know whether or not that's something you want to do. I mean, I'll be honest. I just looked up Tegosium Okonkwo. You have him actually ranked? <laughs> yeah, the tight end for uh, Tennessee. The tight end three for Tennessee? Yeah, but I just have him really low down there because, like, look, and that's in tier three A. Like, list the names down there: Kate Otten, Mo Ali Cox, and I put those down there because people that draft best ball are looking at our stuff. Okay, and so they're really down there for best ball purposes. Although you could say, in a tight end premium, you know, there's worse things than spending a, a last pick on a potential upside tight end. On who? He's he's just an athlete. On and, who? And on an upside what's, tight end. What's his name? Uh. Chigozium Okonkwo. Thank you. I'm excited. I don't know if I said that right. I'm pretty I'm sure ex- I got the last name right. I, I thought our new policy was if we don't know a last name, you just say. This is Okwabunum. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I totally missed that. <laughs> uh, complete boomer move. Uh, Rondale and Dotson, one after another. These people have been listening to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast a little bit I'm too glad much. we grabbed a receiver. You're damn right. If Ronald Jones slips, that's probably asking. Yeah, now, now, yeah. hold oh, on, dude. I, I'm loving the running backs they're letting fall to us here. Yeah. Okay. This is nice. and we need I, them. I think the RB four range, like you feel better about the RB four range almost than you do about the RB three range, especially after putting in the uh, ADP involved with it. Yes. Yep. Um, Does you. the Sean McVay's quote make you want to bump Daryl Henderson to the top of this tier? potentially uh, honestly these guys it's such a tier for me that it's like uh, i don't even though they're ranked this way i i honestly just prefer spiller uh henderson and some of the other guys because and ronald jones because they go so much later like you still have to spend a premium a premium pick on melvin gordon you have to right tonight Ramondre stevenson was still pretty much a premium pick yeah so it's um i don't want to I think he probably fits where he's at just because like, I also don't want to make people reach for him. It's like, Hey, he is one of the ones you can actually get a value on at ADP. And there he goes. Cause we talked about him. That's okay. <laughs> we still got a few, we still got a few guys still standing here uh, in the, in the running back queue. Oh, there, yeah. And Jalen Torbert. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, at least he got sniped regularly. I mean, I, I, I love all you listeners out there. We will be going live a lot more often when the season starts, but like, I'm not going to have our strategy outdone by some freaking hater out there who's just (laughs) taking our leak from us hey Dwayne, i saw someone uh for those of you that tuned into our first one again we were making fun of team one a lot i saw someone theorizing the comments that someone might have almost made like a dummy account and they basically had two teams in that league and they just tanked one of the teams do you think that's uh, possible uh ffpc keeps a pretty tight rein on that on on collusion that drafter actually has done that multiple times that drafter also did it multiple times last year had a couple teams make it in the top 50 so i think it's more of it's probably someone just pressing this they feel like look if they can by some chance through the seven or eight running backs they pick 
end up with four running backs playing every week that are like every down guys. And, you know, they may not be the same every week. You got your your two that you take early, and then you got six other guys that you're basically picking two from. Man, these people are pounding these backs. We got one pick away, and I want Ronald Jones here. Uh, if Ronald Jones is gone, you want to just go ahead and take Tyrion Davis-Price? Yes. Because I know you're high. I, and I got Kenneth Gainwell technically just slightly above him because of the pass, passing down role, but I like Tyrion Davis-Price better for the upside. God, you know, fantasy football loves a second year. So you year want Ronald Jones three. here, right? Yep. All right, Fantasy football loves a second-year day three running back. I'll tell you that much, Dwayne. <laughs> I think game was fine, but I, I just yeah, yeah. It's I'm with you. Like and coming back, I'm fine with Tyrion Davis Price. Uh, Ebony uh, Irv Smith is falling because of the news on the thumb. We'll see how far he falls. I don't mind taking him. I also kind of just like wouldn't mind seeing like how far does he go. But we don't have to have that to know. We don't even need like. like, like I- I know it's tight end premium, but we don't, if we just have Kittle, I mean, I'd rather. Yeah, I don't mind having a second tight end, though, and tight end premium. Because remember, if you hit, they can flex. So it That's gives true. you another flex option. They are not That's a true. backup here. So if Irv Smith hits, then it's like, holy crap, he could be challenging one of our wide receivers for the, for the second flex spot. So that's the, the big difference. Is Albert O the actual winner of the Tim Patrick news? I've I, I've seen I've seen some actual, and I, I would never bring this to you, Dwayne. Come on, I, like maybe I do as a joke, but I've seen some actual many Greg Dolchich touts on the old uh, Twitter sphere oh, today. Like for the love of God, no. Uh, it is interesting, man. Albert O. Well, there are some really smart people that like uh, Dolchich. So, like you know, I mentioned we're in some of these chats with other analysts uh anthony amico is someone that i really respect his game he loves dulcich so he's at least given me a, like made me open my eyes a little more you know to dulcich but still a third round pick that's at the tight end that we're expecting like to do a lot i, I don't see him overtaking alberto i see him I, I see like could he could he garner a role right that's really all we're wondering is can he have a role yeah, there's a lot of these guys where it's not about them. It's about are they going to take enough of the opportunity to mess up the guy that we're actually concerned about. So I just wonder with Albert O, like, look, you're replacing Tim Patrick, a great beast of a you know contested catch artist receiver, basically, with KJ Hamler, who wants to run by, run, run by guys. But I just think that Russell Wilson gets down the red zone now more than ever. You're freaking monster tight end that can run a 4-5. Looking more and more good. Is is one Tim Pat? Did, did Tim Patrick have to die, Dwayne, so I could become a Jerry Judy and an Albert O guy? Like, is that the? I think it was. The, I think it was the sacrifice of the fantasy gods. Uh, uh, it sucks so bad, man. And it does. And, like we're about to have this happen here too. Where like you just see him resting at the top of the player list for so long until someone gets auto drafted him, and it's just like an extra little knife twist in you. Dwayne and I were talking before our last podcast, both of us over 20% uh, underdog exposure to Mr. Tim Patrick. Ah, the process Ian is right. Quick. Yeah, The process, process was right. right. So here's my thought process right now. I think Nothing it's Irv Smith, Tyrion Davis-Price, or Albert O here. Um, unless there's something you see that I'm not seeing. And here's the thing. like I feel like the upside that Irv Smith and Alberto have as tight ends, th- those are the two that if we're going to take another one, we take them now. If not, we're probably not taking another tight end. We don't have to, right? Because over here, like, dude, I don't want to start, you know, Brevin Jordan fine in a best ball. Someone just took um, a and- kicker. Oh, sweet. And there goes Kenny Galladay. <laughs> this is why you like having kickers in your league. 
Yes. This is the um, only good reason to have kickers. So your I'm thoughts cool with that. there. I am those are the clear Is Jacoby Myers still there too? Or did I miss him? Uh, did I miss him getting drafted? Look over on wide receiver. No, he's he gone. He's gotta be gone. Jacoby Myers. Uh, he he has to be gone. Like he would be further up this queue. I yeah, he's gone. He's gone somewhere. Okay, yeah. All, All right. Good. Just want okay. to make sure of that because that that would be a conversation. We both like him. Uh, all right. What if all three of these guys are here? Who, who do you want if all three are here? I think we take. I'm looking. I think we take Albert O with the news and just knowing that there is this slight thing, but, but you could easily talk me into Irv. I don't know how many times we're going to get Irv at this pick where, you know, I, I he's, Irv, he's 111. Irv could keep falling though, man. This just happened today. So I'm wondering if we just take TDP and see if one of these tight ends come back. Aaron Rodgers is gone. It's your call. If you want your guy, Alberto, I'm fine with it. You know what? Let's take TDP. Okay. Who has the higher upside? TDP. Yeah. Like if everything breaks right, it's TDP. Even if he just, even if he gets a backfield for like a handful of games. I mean, you remember Jeff Wilson wants some, people their fantasy championship a couple years ago it's just even if just having you know bullets in the form of the 49ers running backs man it could it could work for everyone trey sermon man if if somehow trey sermon just gets elevated like he's going to be on the cover of every single wafer wire article and Mm. we're just going to have to adjust real quick like these are the things that the shanahan family has always done to us (laughs) and uh i'm fine taking a uh i'm fine taking a shot at round 12 Okay. So we so kind of got our bear we got our bearings on him. Um that's, we probably that sounds won't about get Albert right. O. We won't we won't get Albert O now just because down on that end you still have another you have two teams without a tight end. And Albert O is sitting at the top of the tight end queue. Damn so Derek Carr. Irv might be falling like a lot. Like we were talking about it when it came out today. Dwayne, we're not really planning on adjusting our actual tight end ranks much. Now we might move Herb down a little bit in the total ranks behind, you know, some healthier running backs, wide receivers, maybe a quarterback. But is Irv Smith gonna get back to freaking like March value? Because I like that. Yeah, I like it as well. Um, I, I could I could be a buyer on that. Uh I, I'm I'm like wondering, should we have taken him there? I I, I think we still made the right choice. Like it was a tough choice, you know, Okwabunum, Irv Smith, Tyrion Davis price really like all three players. And look, there goes Jamal Williams. So no matter what, like the, the other things we like, like they're, they weren't coming back. You just had to make your decision there. Cause I had just put Jamal Williams over in the queue and I was like, well, if he comes back, we'll take another. So, and this is a strategy folks, especially when you start heavy at receiver early, I would like to have one more receiver by now, but still with five receivers that we really like And you mentioned four in your top 24 in my top 24. And then we took ETN, took a swing on cook, came back, got lucky, honestly, on Damian Harris, get Garrett Wilson. But now like in these, you know, mid to late rounds, like if you can throw darts at some of these more premium handcuffed backfields, you know, and you have several that are sitting there, especially when you have the receivers and the quarterback and the tight end already locked down. It makes it super easy just to rattle off like three or four of these. And what you're hoping for is not just for our RB2, 
But potentially later in the year, there could be weeks, man, where we're flexing one of these players over a receiver because they have an every down role because injuries to running backs are a major thing. And so it's one advantage to going zero. And we didn't necessarily go zero here. We we went with, you know, pretty close one. Yeah, but zero, you'll see people push it further than what we did. But yeah, and whenever you go with that route, the benefit is but you, you can take advantage, right, of the injuries that happen at the running back position because we know volume really. Once the season gets here and we're just in an every week race, volume's the number one thing, right? We still want the most talented players with volume, but when you're trying to fill out the bottom of your roster, like the, the hyper-talented players are gone. You're, you're hoping you get the right injury to the right backfield that can like send your your team to the moon especially on the build we have yeah all right so i gotta get these guys marked off we got who james robinson gone christian watson gone another player i don't mind buying you know just because he's got the the injury discount i don't mind jameson williams on this team um you know basically like we need a receiver that later in the season would really challenge you know what i mean there goes Alberto. Like, like, yeah there goes alberto and that was to a double tight end. So I see that's the thing over here. You can't like try to be too cute just the way these things go. I, I would argue I'd still, I think Lane Joshua Palmer, because you could just say he's an injury from Keenan or Mike Williams about arguably being like ranked higher than Jameson. Yeah. I just like the talent profile of, of Williams more, but I like both. I've got him really I agree, but like, why not ranks. give, they haven't told us a thing about Jameson's recovery. Are we positive? It's not just going to be a red shirt year. We don't know. I, I, that, would mean, again, it's, it's, that would be extreme. That would be extreme, but we don't a, know. It's a talent. It's a talent thing. So I've got Jameson Williams, Joshua Palmer, uh, Deshaun Watson, all in the queue right now. I threw Brian Robinson I, in there, but I why know Watson Hooper going so high. People are America's a drinking problem, man. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be in a rotation. And he's always been in a rotation. I just, I don't have a reason to believe that Austin Hooper is honestly, I would only take Austin Hooper in best ball. <laughs> Even then, like I wouldn't feel good about it. Take Hayden Hurst. Like so all these tight ends are going. We're the next pick. Why take Austin Hooper when you can get Chagosium Okonkwu? You know, so Jamison Williams is the higher pick. If we, I, I'm fine going receiver, receiver here with the way this board has turned out. Backup plan could be Deshaun Watson. But seems like there's a based on ADP, we have a better chance of Palmer coming back to us. So yes. Fine. So Jamison, he'll have cool. to sit down there, but we'll deal with it. We'll see what happens. We should, I mean, what round uh, did Julio go this draft? Do, do we get an IR spot? Uh, ten. No. But we have 20 roster spots, so it doesn't matter. That's fair. We have plenty. <laughs> Did Devontae Parker go? Surely, with all the buzz, he had to go sooner than... Oh. I wouldn't oh, mind man. a Devontae Parker share. Dog, man. Patriots beat writers can't, uh, can't say a thing about it. Apparently, already have never seen favorite. someone catch touchdowns before in camp, so... <laughs> I think one of them wrote, like, Devontae Parker is basically exactly what they hoped they were getting in, like, Nikhil Harry. I just read Devontae Parker is God, but I mean, that was my interpretation of the tweets. <laughs> Pretty much the uh, same. I think we need receivers here. Right, um, I'm kind of, is there a running back that you like here? Like, I don't really want J.D. McKissick on this team. If anyone, it'd be Brian Robinson. He's just Gibson's handcuff, yeah. basically. And he could actually, you know. Parker. We finally talk about Devontae Parker, and he goes. <laughs> I would still take Palmer over Robinson, and I think Watson I is reasonable. 
So but, Palmer, Watson, Robinson, anyone else you think should be in the queue right now? There goes Gerald Everett. I'm honestly good without carrying a second tight end. Yeah, same. I'll, I, and we kind of got to press our advantage with Kittle here because, and we can pick up a tight end later. Yeah, um, I'd be fine. I wouldn't mind going after Hayden Hurst a kicker later. To the same guy that took the first kicker. So he now has Justin Tucker. And okay. Daniel Carlson. I'm starting to, I'm starting to come around the kickers n- n- now that people are just hit spamming them, so we can get Joshua Palmer. Yes, we we, we like kickers, ENC. You know, we support the kicker. Oh my god! I keep telling myself I'm going to do Tim Patrick off the board. About time. With authority. <laughs> With authority. I don't even have to mark him off. I moved him down to 999. <laughs> Someone was like, "How is Tim Patrick still available?" <laughs> Just probably had like a long day at work. Just got off the factory job. Just trying to have a nice night. Gets Tim Patrick. Oh, it's to the guy that's queuing his auto, auto pick. Oh, auto pick. Well, which good. he made really good picks so far. Until um, now, he, he, he may not have fire. Seen, he may not have seen the news today. He was playing with fire. Playing that's with what you fire. Get. Let's be honest. So Deshaun Watson. There goes Wandell. Wandell Robinson moving up the boards. Uh, I did move him up. So he's at 68 now in this queue in our in this tier. That's hot. Look at this. People just think Jarvis Landry is a complete scrub. We already have Michael Thomas, so I don't really want him. He's a value. Uh, Jarvis Landry. I, th- I, just... I, I think I like Palmer's upside more. I'm with yeah. you. Like nice. But you could talk me into Deshaun Watson here. I don't see a team without a quarterback. I think Watson could come back around to us. All right, Joshua Palmer. Let's get the next receiver. I'm in agreement with you. Like, Daniel Popper's saying from The Athletic that Joshua Palmer could just win the number three job from Jalen Guyton. I don't even know. It if sounds like he's gonna, you know. Like, if that happens, he could be a flex. Probably not on this team because we're loaded, but like, Joshua Palmer is going outside the top 60 wide receivers. If he is running a route on 80% of Herbert's dropbacks, man. He's going to be tough to keep out of the top 48. And if he's worth a damn, maybe he goes higher. Like maybe Gerald Everett just gets ignored. Maybe Austin Eckler becomes more of a dump down guy. I don't know. I'm saying a lot of maybes, but either way, <laughs> come on. It's You're round 14. It's round 14. That's what it's all about. So Ian, have you done your, your defensive uh, homework yet? Are you ready to, do you know who are, uh, who we're supposed to target later as a defense? Not yet. All I know is that we're doing it in the second to last round. I always can, say, can you can you pull up a schedule on your other screen because mine are full with crap. Yeah, just to see the schedule and just basically whoever plays the crappiest two teams first, <laughs> just so we have it. Oh, a third tight end, uh, Irv Smith, Evan Ingram, and Noah Fant. I guess if those were my tight ends, I I think that's what I would do as well. I would throw those those darts. Okay, here we go. ESPN actually has a cool like schedule grid that I'm going to pull over. Perfect. To my there goes Jarek McKinnon. All right. Week one. All right. Ravens got the Jets and Dolphins. That's not bad. Oh. Oh man, Kenyon Drake's moving up. Already gone. Like I, I was looking for him. He went Carol- last round. Carolina has Cleveland and the Giants. It's not bad. And we know they can actually rush the passer. 
Okay. Let's see. Denver has Seattle and Houston. Who's the one that has the best <laughs> offense that plays some bad teams where they're just going to be freaking pin their ears back? Broncos versus Seahawks and Texans. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the team. I think I, <laughs> I don't even need to hear anything else. Jesus Christ. I think that's right. probably it. Oh, Indy has Houston. Indy has Houston and Jacksonville. Boom. Both in the queue. Just throw them at the bottom so we keep an eye on them. This is this is how you people are getting a look behind the curtain. This is how we pick defenses. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely um usually by now I've actually already studied it some more. So I've got like my five that, and nobody can ever like completely exactly you know it, take them away. It's like, no, okay, I'll just take any one of these. It, it no, it, it is a several hour process, but but Dwayne's right about usually I look at the first four weeks, but for purposes two will work for now. Yeah, I mean, if you see one that's got a great first four weeks, let's take them because then we don't got to drop and make. I mean, so let's prioritize them. But yeah, narrow it down to the ones with the best first two weeks, and then of those, see if some of them have three out of four or whatever. Ooh, San Francisco at Chicago and Seattle. <laughs> San Francisco at Chicago and Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Definitely putting them over in the queue. Washington has Jacksonville and Detroit, but Chase Young's out. They might just suck too. Okay. I'm going to cross them out. So I got one, Denver, Indy, and San Fran over there right now. Yeah. I would say those will be our top three. Uh, Carolina and Baltimore, if not. Okay. I'll throw them over there too at the very bottom. Let me look at the week three matchups. Things all get a little bit loopy starting in week three, so doesn't matter. Okay. Cool. New England doesn't have anything. Uh, I, I already shut it. They're out. That's okay. Don't worry. I think actually they, I can't remember I mean, who the first team game is. I about to say they Robert Tanyan, have... that's actually not bad at this point. I know he's on the pup, but I mean, in a tight end premium, you get him in round 15. But that's the thing about the pup. We might be overreact. I mean, when yes, a guy comes we well, easily. Well, yeah, like when a guy comes off the pup list, but like Tunyon was this was this is not a surprise he's on the pup list. So Yeah, I agree. And maybe we're double counting like what we already expected. Like that's the thing I think of. Our Patriots are in Miami week one. That's always a Yeah. One uh, of their yeah, Miami yeah. one of their Miami games every year goes off the wall. Miami has this uh <laughs> One of the worst bets I ever made. Miami had, I think they were like eight, they had like eight straight covers against the spread, like in September at home. And I was like, oh, it's going to be hot. Baltimore Ravens coming down to Miami. We'll see. Like Baltimore is going to win. Miami is going to cover. And that was when Lamar just five passing touchdowns, first game of his MVP season. And Baltimore wins by like 50 or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. That was the same Dolphins team by the end of the year. They'll uh, took home field advantage away from Brady, though. So, once again, the process was right. Okay, we don't. We're not going defense until no. What? No, we yeah. just wanted to have him over there. I just got him at the bottom. So, Miko Hardman and Pickens go here. Uh, Damn, sir, are we done? Done at running back? One, two, three. Four. I don't think we have to be. I mean, it just depends. Like, I gotta. I'm actually. I've done a terrible job of actually marking everyone off. So you're good. All right, Robinson. We have four more skill position picks. Yes, I think if Watt. I think if Watson gets to us here, we we slam that. And there he goes. And he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> with the. All the, right. The, same thing with Fields. Okay. 
right? Or do we? Just I, I don't. Say, I don't mind it with Fields. He's the only one I would do it with. If we don't get Fields, we're not drafting a quarterback. Yeah, I'm actually okay just not drafting one. Um, That's fine too. But let's, if I were to take one, it would be Fields. I think Ham. Like, let's see if he falls. I still like Isaiah McKenzie and Hamler, and maybe even Nico Moore. Yeah, I did. And no one's taken Robbie yet. The disrespect is just so massive. What about is Hayden? Right? Is Robbie about... Anderson still here? Yeah. Yeah, I've got well. him at the top. Yeah. Okay. Hayden Hurst, maybe on the, game. maybe Hayden Hurst in round 16. I feel like I, I says, I, I feel like I said Hayden. Hayden. I'm about to say, yeah. I've said Hayden Hurst like name five times this podcast. You just kept moving just, on to something else. What is it? What is it, Dwayne? You hate Joe Burrows? Well, it's just, I'm never going to, I'm never going to pull the trigger to put him in. You know, um, unless you know there's a fire with, you know, Kittle. Which look, Kittle, Kittle definitely battles injuries, but I just still feel like Hurst is going to be such a freaking I mean, swing. I, I think you'll be able to get guys like Hayden Hurst, uh, you know, on the waiver wire. Is my thought. Whereas some of these other players we're looking at is going to be tougher. Yazoma was a full time player. If Hurst gets that role, you're not loving him week to week, but he's one injury to any of the top three wide receivers away from suddenly being a little bit more viable. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Um, here, all right, let me draft Nick Chubb here. No, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to do it. All right, who do you want? So we are up. What are you thinking here? You want you like Hamler? You like McKenzie? I like they're from the better offenses. That's the one thing with Robbie. Like, we got to deal with this, you know, the potential quarterback issue where we don't know. Or maybe Fox? Baker. Maybe or do Baker you want to just take Justin Fields? Baker whips his dick out and has the best revenge <laughs> season ever. Ah, I lean Isaiah McKenzie. Okay, I like it. Let's take Isaiah McKenzie, baby. Maybe uh, I wouldn't bro. mind KJ Hamler going back if we hit Dude. on one of those. <laughs> yeah, or Robbie. Like that's fine. Yeah, Robbie's still really far down there. Yep. Even Nico, I'm fine getting a wide receiver here. All right, so we're most likely I mean, done at still, Yeah, we got Nico there. Yeah, so unless Justin, if Justin Fields comes back here, I'll take him. Yeah, that's fine. Jalen Hurts is who we want. Like Jalen Hurts is Justin Fields in an actual, on an actual NFL team. Sorry, Bears <laughs> fans, but like, my goodness, I want them. Here's what I, I, here's what I will say. I, we usually only draft one quarterback, but I will say, like when you're in week six, you know, and you're grinding all these waivers. You know, it's you cut the second quarterback. Well, yeah, you can cut the second quarterback, but the other thing is like just just depending, like if your team ends up being really good, sometimes like the small victory Ew. I would take when I had two quarterbacks was really just, oh, well, I've already got my other quarterback. I don't have to pick one up to stream them. I can just move on to my next team. <laughs> so I didn't have to work waivers if the team was already really good. There goes Chris Evans. How many uh how many redraft teams are you looking at having this year, Dwayne? Uh, I don't know, 25, 30, Jesus. <laughs> it's so fun when you're drafting. Then when your eyes are bleeding on a Wednesday <laughs> night, you know. It's like, yeah, I'll do another draft with Dwayne. That'll be a good time. We just need to have like a... Well, having uh, you is good because, you know, and I, I do these with some other people too, but like we talk so much, almost we honestly won't even have to talk. Like you can go work six teams and I'll work six teams. We'll probably have like a five minute conversation and we'll just divide them um, and move yes, on. That's fine. What I usually right. do on those is I just say, okay, like here are the players that are most often available that, you know, we probably want the most. Here are the players we need to double check to make sure that they're not available. And then, you know, 
from there, it's just, okay, what are we doing with bye week stuff like that? Hey, let's go Hamler. If he, if he's here, he, his I'm ADP is absolutely going to boom. Yep. I agree. Like, this is just weird. We were talking about today. Like he should be going in like the Jalen Tolbert range at a minimum at this point, you could argue if you swapped them with Tim Patrick, I mean, probably not the most sound process, but like, when you look at that group of wide receivers, Patrick's going around either. <laughs> all of a sudden he, uh, he doesn't look uh, too far away from home there. So again, I think he's better in that Jahan Dotson, and Jacoby Myers, uh, earlier wide receiver 60 range, but definitely right now with 70 plus wide receivers gone, I believe. I am so had, with had we gone with the wide receiver, say in Thielen, and then we turned around and came back with James cook. We would have missed on Trey Lance to your point, but we would have been able to pull off the strategy we talked about, which would have been taking Deshaun Watson and round 13. And we would have just taken fields in 14. I didn't realize Watson. and Fe- I guess that's being in a, you know, this as 12 man redraft for you. But I think uh, in the future, getting a fields Watson team is a borderline erotic. All right, let's go. Especially, Hamler. Especially when it works and it lets you maximize something else. You're good on Hamler, right? Yep. Let's do it. That's who we're going. Boom. I agree. Let's knock that out. All right. I like our wide receiver darts. We were already strong. Yep, I agree. And we just need one of those. Like, just even if just one of the, if two between Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, J- Joshua Palmer, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Hamler, give us something. If any one of them turn into somebody that we think is a wide receiver three, like it's a huge hit. Um, and I mean, we were able to do it because once we took ETN, James Cook, and Dam- Damian Harris enabled us to basically do whatever we wanted late, to be honest. So as much as people may be like, oh, God, Damian Harris, like when they fall and you get the value, especially on the roster we have, we were able to still come back and get Ronald Jones and Tyrion Davis-Price. But then when the other backs we really liked dried up, we just were able to pivot to the receivers. And when you look at it, when we got a very cool tool coming out soon for the people on the new uh, PFF app, but you can kind of divide a player's weekly thought process and the stats you want to look at into like talent, his workload, his team environment, and the matchup. Yeah, strength of schedule matters a little bit um, before you're kind of getting into things, but you know we've talked about more so targeting the shootouts in the AFC West mm-hmm. and NFC West, and Dwayne's guys have fantastic, you know, data on just the absurd amount of uh, 50 plus point over unders going on in those uh divisions so if you can't you know obviously we want all four of these things but man we're doing a good job at a minimum just getting either really talented players in bad offenses or ideally some guys who think we might have some talent in some good offenses i mean isaiah mckenzie obviously has a good chance to be josh allen starting slot receiver kj hamler now has a good chance to be russell wilson starting slot receiver josh palmer might as well be justin herbert's number three with the potential for more if either keenan or mike williams go down jameson williams someone who was steaming towards being the potential number one wide receiver drafted think he would have had a decent chance at being that without the ACL injury. Guess what? We're loaded, so we don't even need him for the second half of the season. Take your time, Jameson. Garrett Wilson, our dynasty wide receiver one, only going as cheap as he is because he's with Zach Wilson. Godwin, Thomas, Chase, and Lamb. Don't need to describe them all that much. Jalen Hurts, George Kittle, both two bona fide dogs. Travis Etienne, Damian Harris, you know, 15 touchdowns, Dwayne. Yeah, that, we talked about it. He got the 15 touchdowns. I kind of mocked it on the pod today. He was still, <laughs> you know, 15 touchdowns, and I think he was the RB18 and PPR points per game. So, no, I don't want Damon Harrison as a top five-round pick, but round eight or round nine when we got him, okay. Now, now I'm fine still having a top 20 running back at that point. James Cook with the Bills, Ronald Jones with the Chiefs, Tyrion Davis-Price with the 49ers. 
I like the squad, Dwayne. I like it. I like it a lot too. Yeah. We didn't get quite the value that we got, but we did get value again. Round nine last last time we got Drake London fell to us. This time it's Damian Harris. You know, so I can't say we didn't get any value. Um we've really we made one reach and it was with James Cook, but it was based on our build. And so I'm okay with that. We got you know, Jalen hurts basically where he goes a nice value. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love the squad and I love what Travis ETN allows you to do from down on this end when you go receiver receiver and you get to come back with ETN. Absolutely. Keep those ankles straight. ETN. All right. We got two more, two more skill position picks here. How are you looking at spending them? Um, well, I think Justin Fields can be in conversation. I've got Paris Campbell, I've got Robbie Anderson. Is there a running back? Eno Benjamin just went. Uh, Hayden Hurst did go. Darius so Johnson gone. could get traded. Well, and he's a talented player. Like, yeah. so I don't mind. And and look, like if something happens two, to one of these other things. backs. He needs two things to happen, but. But we're in preseason. So that's what's yeah. nice. He could be traded. Um, yep. There could be one injury. that. There's know, been all, legit. There's been legit steam around a potential trade. It, guess what? If he. You know, he'll be the first guy we cut. If not, like it's not that big of a deal. Just, I love the talent late compared to these other talent backs. You, I'm not trying to honestly peg pecking orders this late in drafts. I just want to take the players that we think are the most talented. And then, like, look, an NFL season is chaos. So, what's going to happen? Guess what? The preseason is chaos. We already saw it today. We've already lost Tim Patrick. There's just so many things, you know, that can happen. And there goes, there goes Dearness. So. always great when that happens it's okay i mean he was at the top of that queue so they're you know like justin fields is just sitting at the top now so it's like will he make it to us i mean robbie anderson jesus yeah i mean if robbie gets to us fine um i threw isaiah pacheco over there we do have ronald jones this late i don't mind having two backs but you know and just being like well okay if if ronald jones gets cut we've got pacheco I, i like that um, you know, we're not necessarily favorite. We don't necessarily favor cuffing early hand, uh, early, you know, running backs. But if you tell me that between the two, I might get a shot at having a good piece of the Kansas city backfield. I would be willing to do that. Is it between the two though? Well, what, if Derek, I, what if Derek Gore ends up being the guy? Well, he could, he could, but again, we just cut him. <laughs> I mean, we're just taking swings at, yeah, I hear you at a position, you know, that we need. Okay. We are on the clock. Do you want to go ahead and take fields here? I mean, it's around 17. Yeah, or do you want fine. to go Robbie? Ooh, your pick. I'm cool with either. Let's just take fields. I think Robbie has a better chance of coming back to us. Yeah. Just, you know, look, here's the way I look at this. And again, we don't normally take the two quarterbacks, but the way it's falling this year with Watson and fields, what other quarterback can we grab in this range that if for some reason Jalen hurts goes down, could give us any chance at that if things go right. I think it's Fields, right? Because of the rushing. Um, like. You know, it's the same profile. If there's somebody down here that's going to be an arbitrage play on Jalen Hurts and on uh, Trey Lance, it's Justin Fields. And Jalen Hurts also has a week seven bye, so could get that out of the way and then we're done with them. Or I don't know, man. I, I don't see Jalen Hurts getting benched or anything like that. Like he, he's the guy. I'm not worried about Gardner Minshew, but. Justin Fields, if they really just say screw it, like you could quarterbacks that run as much of him, man, we could have some tough decisions. That's man, all I'm trying to say. Round seventeen, a dual threat quarterback. If like, Justin, we, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have yeah. taken any other quarterback in, would we? 
There's no other quarterback we take. Now we talked about Watson earlier, but these are the only two I would take this late when you've got a, a guy like we have up top. Like if we have Justin Fields against the Texans and like he's looking good and we have Jalen Hurts and like a much tougher matchup, it's possible. And it's round 17. So the fact it's possible in round 17, the person after us is taking a freaking kicker. Yes, I'm I'm cool with this. The other option, uh, it is a tight end premium. So like a player like uh oh, there goes Fuller. I meant to have him in the queue. Uh that's okay. We're we've got so many receivers right now. Like I threw Trey McBride in the queue. Again, you're just getting him in the preseason. If something were to happen to Zach Ertz, like how much is Trey McBride moving up in a tight end premium? They have Max Williams. I just I know, but dude, you just give the young talent a chance. Like I, I don't worry it. again, I don't worry about the pecking order this late because these are easy cuts. Yeah. Give me the guy with the biggest upside with the talent. And now I know you're gonna be like, well, man, give me Greg Dulcich. <laughs> Greg Dulcich no. is ahead of McBride in this queue. Like he goes ahead of him. That's that's insanity. And I would never do this except in best ball or in a tight end premium. Over Robbie, we just have it. Do we have enough wide receivers, basically? That's kind of where my head is at. And Jesus, like Robbie just goes so late was it something he said is because he changed his name maybe people just <laughs> love the changed his name did like it all of a sudden screw his adp up <laughs> whoa we've got a trey sermon drafter i wonder if you're right <laughs> i wonder if it messed his adp up i know it's messed the rankings up it's a pain nobody in the can ass. find him everybody's searching for robby like damn he's gone i was doing some v lookups and doing my ranks and i got i got na's going on with robbie because the name oh, doesn't yeah. match up anymore v lookups come on dude you're doing x lookups let's be honest i, I still haven't transitioned to x i like i like man I, I definitely peaked when i was like 21 22 if i just kept learning this crazy shit <laughs> Who knows? I'd, I'd be in a front office right now. Instead, I'm just, you know, talking to you, Dwayne, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, we love it. We love where we're sitting right now. So, Absolutely. Ian, we can go with Pacheco, McBride, Robbie Anderson. This is our last skill position. One pick it, away. Unless there's something else you see. All right, let me look. But I kind of like the McBride thing or Pacheco just with this roster, but I think McBride is legit one injury away from zooming up boards. Pacheco. Now, whether to your point, whether or not like he really takes over, don't know. Um, but he would definitely shoot up draft boards. Um, and it's just a talent thing. I do like the, the NFC AFC West matchups. I do like the um, stat that I read of, uh, from JJ Zacharyson today. Let's go Pacheco. Trey? Let's go. Fuck it. Let's go. You want to go Pacheco? Okay. I'm fine with dude with having Ronald Jones between the two. Like, we got two I'm shots at the can two bullets at the Kansas City touchdown leader potentially. So yeah. I, I doubt it's Pacheco, but you know what? Checks a lot of he, boxes. He is rotating with the ones uh, look again, we talk about how overrated this stuff can be at this time, but I mean it's better than not rotating with the ones. <laughs> I mean say that. What's really the difference between uh Pacheco and Tyler Algier who's going around eleven? Like yeah, probably not in a lot. I mean, I, Algier has a clearer path to touches, but is yeah, Algier I, the worst pick in all of fantasy right now? Like, I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I, I don't I, think so, just because he's like he's, he's managed f- to not get steamed, you know. And his, historically, there goes Indiana and Tampa Bay. So we're down to Denver, Balt, Denver. Come on, Denver, Denver, please, for God's sake, Denver, come back. <laughs> um, but like looking at you know, Algier, what I will say is I'm proud of the community because they haven't forced those carries to Algier just because he's there. I feel like 
everyone learned has learned their lesson over the last couple of years about just forcing carries to running backs. I don't know, man. Um, He's he just went round eleven, and he could easily. I know, but that's not that's not nuts. I mean, look, we we seen players like with his profile, people be like, "Oh man, you know, round eight, round seven, you know." That's so, true. We, okay, I, I guess we've come a long way since the Royce Freeman days. I will, I will. That. <laughs> exactly. That, that 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 was a scary time. So, yeah, and again, I I've seen Tyler's year's prospect profile and everything. It's just uh, fifth round pick. Like, there's just a chance that Damian Williams and you know, a Zigbo, whoever the hell the other guy is. We, we could be look. We talk. We could be talking about Tyler Algier having twenty touches by the time the year's over, or he could have two hundred. You know, we'll see. Right. Denver, Denver. We just need to sweat out ten picks for Denver defense to come back. Well, here's the good news: if they don't take it at the turn, everyone else on the way back except one team has a defense. Now, people will stack them. Some people God. will take two which I never do this early in the season. Occasionally at the very, at the like last weekend of drafting, like, and you know what all the rosters and everything are. And there's a perfect like setup for like two teams right out of the gate. I'll, I'll do it. And then I cut one of them after week one, but typically don't. Some team drafted Pharaoh Brown and Greg Dolchich in back to back. Yeah, I saw it. It's, yeah. <laughs> Who are these guys? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, look at Dalb. Dalb, Dalbs is climbing up, and I moved it, Dalbs up our ranks. It's got an asterisk. It's got an asterisk when it's a when it's an, when it's an auto pick, correct? Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> someone hit draft. Someone actually, on, found them in their queue. So, there goes Denver. Someone paid three hundred fifty dollars to sit here at nine thirty on a Tuesday night and draft Pharaoh Brown. That's what you're telling. You've got. I mean, you have to do it. <laughs> Oh my God, Farrell oh Brown! My God, Taysom Hill is still on the board. They took Farrell Brown. Uh, like Dwayne, I, 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 <laughs> I did my so excited. You're having a blast with this. I did my team preview series. You know, I had to write down everyone on the depth chart. So, like, I wrote Farrell Brown's name down there. I, I can't. I, I don't think I've thought of the guy in uh, eight months, nine months, otherwise. And someone drafted him in the seventeenth round, not even the eighteenth round. Jesus. Farrell Brown. What about on defense? The Bengals get Pittsburgh. We don't even know who their starting quarterback is in week one. If if I'm just trying to name some other names here. Who Are does they home? Uh yes. It's Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. I like so I that. like that. A good offense against potentially a questionable quarterback situ- situation. Let's see who the Ravens. I'm just throwing some over here because I mean we Oh, did the Bengals go? The Bengals may have just went. Ravens are... No, I think we're good. No, Cincinnati Ra- didn't go, but I switched over here to team. Oh, my bad. Ravens are at the Jets. Don't the Ravens have some stupid long win streak in week one? Like, they just... Well, harbor- man, and the Jets is... Like, Har- Zach Harbaugh- Wilson is... When's the last time the Ravens lost a preseason game? Like, Harbaugh just has them... I feel like the Ravens are just the same team from the pre- preseason to the playoffs. Like, and that's both a compliment and, like, a damn, but... <laughs> I, I no, I'm good. I even on the road. I think we go with the Ravens over the Bengals. Panthers are home against. Jacoby so let's take Brissett. the defense here, unless there's a kicker you love. Like the Browns could just guys behind us yards. have one. All the teams behind us have a kicker except for one. One of them has two. So we take the defense. All right. So Baltimore. 
Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and take Baltimore. And I mean, look, we have we we have a uh, waivers before the season even starts. So if we change our mind on the defense and we like something else later, we can grab it for like a dollar. Baltimore's finally got a healthy secondary. Like Zach Wilson could easily just shit himself like every single snap this game. Well, there's like, major potential picks. for a pitch for a pick six. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that. Yeah. Okay, and we'll figure it out from there. I mean, Ravens. Let me see. Let's look at the schedule. We might have them. I think we have them for two weeks. Yeah, I kind of I like the two week thing. I can okay. less work then, early. <laughs> then we got home versus the Dolphins. That's fine. Back on the road versus the Patriot, uh, Patriots, Bills, Bengals. Okay, we'll, we'll see you after week two, Baltimore. But appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Sammy Watkins, wide receiver, eighty three, ahead of one Romeo Dobbs. No, Just, he went. Oh, Dobbs he went round seventeen. Oh wow. Oh, I yeah. see. Marvin that. Jones in round nineteen. That that look. I, I know we're not like pounding the table for Marvin Jones. I didn't even realize he was still available. Yeah, well, I do have him pretty buried in my ranks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Ro- like, wait, Ro- Robbie's still available. Oh my god, people, people literally can't find his name. <laughs> it's the, it's the ace in the hole from now on. We're saving Robbie Anderson for the last pick. Oh my god, we're gonna get like a an email from FFPC in like two weeks. Come to our attention that the Robbie Anderson ADP was disrupted when he changed his name. Yeah, we we're we're gonna have to ask you guys. This draft doesn't count. Oh my god. Riots. Riots. Where can right, well, go in this thing? This was a fun draft, Dwayne. I feel really good about uh how our team finished up. Yeah. Do you wanna go do you wanna go ahead and recap things before we get out of here? I mean our, our work our work is done here. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have a lot on my plate right now. I'm trying to figure out what kicker we're gonna take. No, so, we're we're not gonna um, talk about that. <laughs> um yeah, I've got enough in the queue, I think. I'm just making sure I have. Yeah. Okay. No matter what, like I have enough in there. Yeah. So start off, uh, you know, quick recap. Let's actually, you want to go by position or you want to, you know, the way, we, or you want to walk through the the picks and a quick like strategy debrief, like on why we built it the way we did. Go through, uh, go through round one and what we were thinking for the picks. Okay. Yeah. So round one was easy. Jamar Chase just falls to you at pick eight. He normally goes to pick six. Job done. Yes. Just take them. You know, you don't need ENI to tell you that. Um, then coming back, we get CD Lamb. We did discuss Saquon Barkley, um, and and we just ended up landing on Lamb. Number one, a little harder to get Lamb to come back to you in round two due to his ADP, and look, we just love CD Lamb. And we also were pretty into the fact that you know you're probably getting one of Connor or ETN. Even sometimes Alvin Kamara falls. He may not fall like that anymore after the news that we've seen. So just knowing that potentially we can play, you know, the odds of getting still an RB that we'd like as our RB one, um, you know, on the build. And that happened. Travis Etienne falls back to us. James Connor goes one pick in front of us. And so after that, we're coming back. It is tight end premium. And in round four, we take George Kittle. So we have a very similar build to our first four picks of our last draft, which we did last Monday, where we started with Jamar Chase, came back with Stefan Diggs, Travis Etienne, and then George Kittle. But things get different from there. Our build is similar, but in round five, we get Chris Godwin. And then coming back in round six, we get Michael Thomas. We actually discussed how we potentially maximize. We did consider Amon Ross St. Brown right there where we took Godwin, um, but we ended up going with Godwin and Thomas. So we've now got four wide receivers on the squad. We've got our RB1, and we've got our tight end. And so we're feeling really strong. Remember, this is a one quarterback, two running back, two receiver, 
one tight end, tight end premium, and then two flex, which can be tight end, wide receiver, running back. So we've essentially said we're right for now, flexing a wide receiver with Godwin and Thomas in the flex. Round seven, we come back. We do reach on James Cook, uh, a player that normally goes at the beginning of the ninth round. We take him in the middle of the seventh. That's one that he and I des- definitely discuss. Like, do we just take Adam Thielen there? Because he was a value at that point. Adam Thielen was, uh, he normally goes pick 70, I believe. And so we were at pick almost 80. <laughs> Adam Thielen was 20 picks past 80. Ah, okay. So we probably should have taken him just on the value alone. Then you've got the five or six. At the end of the day, I don't mind the way this team turned out, though, yeah. based on the way that we, the, the way we made the build. If but- we didn't get saved by Damian we would have really been kicking ourselves. Yeah. Damien did save us. You know, Damien did save us. And, and if you think about it, if we took Thielen and then Damien also slides, you know, but then we would have been sitting there in round nine going, well, we wouldn't have got the quarterback. That's what it would have cost us. Right. So going back in round eight, by taking James cook in round seven, our conversation was if we take Thielen, we're going to be in a bind and not that you have to fill your starting lineup out first. Don't take it that way, folks. Like it may have been a mistake for us to pass Adam Thielen there. But by starting our team the way we did, we really wanted to only have one weakness. We wanted it to be RB2. So coming back, we wanted Jalen Hurts. So the conversation was, well, if we take Thielen, coming back, we've got to take a running back. we got to let Hurts go. There's a chance Trey Lance comes back to us in round nine, but he didn't. And it did push Damian Harris. So Damian Harris, ultimately, that we do take the value there on Harris. He falls uh, a round and a half past his ADP typically here. And honestly, Ian, Damian Harris... It's not a name we talk about a lot on podcasts, but I think it's really important like to have the flexibility. We took we took the value with Damian Harris. And look at our draft. Dude, it gave us a ton of flexibility. If we didn't get Damian Harris there, he's a starting... He can, You can start him as your RB2. I, I, I was just looking at this. Damian Pierce went before him. So yes. I, I think we... I think we got the last starting running back. Like, <laughs> we did. Uh, out of anyone. And it gave us the flexibility coming back in round 10, we could go ahead and pluck off one of the young receivers that went early in round one this year with Garrett Wilson. And guess what? After we take that, Rondell Moore comes off. Jahan Dotson comes off. Jalen Tolbert, a third round pick because people think he's a starter, goes off the board. So um, I like it because it gave us the flexibility to get Wilson. Um, so we got we got fortunate with Damian Harris falling back. Um, and sometimes you got to get a little lucky in these. But then we come back with Ronald Jones and Tyrion Davis Price in round 11 and 12. Again, we started off wide receiver heavy. We've got a good quarterback. Um, we've got, you know, the three running backs. But just having two more rounds, you know, honestly, is what we wanted to have there with Jones and with Tyrion Davis Price, um, both in quality offenses. And then that once that was done, like uh, we would have been open to Jamal Williams in round 13, but he goes before it comes back to us. We make the choice to go with Jamison Williams. Yes, he could be missing for the first part of the season, but with the five receivers we have in front of him, it's kind of a situation where when you look at it, what can give you the most upside? What receiver are you taking here that could actually force their way into your lineup if everything is perfect? So Jamison Williams potentially gives you that, you know, as so we get Garrett Wilson and Jamison Williams, two first round wide receivers this year. And then we just hammered the receivers, Ian. Joshua Palmer, you mentioned, you know, filled in both roles last year. Uh, so he's basically a handcuff to Mike Williams and a handcuff to uh, Keenan Allen. But he also just automatically plays on a good offense with a really good quarterback that's going to be in shootout. So, I mean, if, if, if you got to use him, there's a chance we can get we can use Palmer. And he could just overperform anyway. 
Then we took a couple of guys that have been rising up draft boards based on the news in the first two weeks or week and a half of camp. Still a pretty good at. prices, though. I mean, Isaiah yeah. McKenzie and KJ Hamler still outside Around of top 15 and 70. 16. Yeah. Yeah. So the big news on Hamler today, we've got, you know, uh, Pat, Tim Patrick is out for the season with an ACL tear. So I, I, my bet is KJ Hamler rises to probably be more of a round 14, 13 pick. We get him in round 16 here. Isaiah McKenzie, you, you talked about it earlier. You know, there's the thought that, look, they're putting more on him. They're going to, he could have a chance. Now, Jamison Crowder hasn't been practicing, so this could change a little, but right now, like an explosive player, high pass volume offense. I'm good with grabbing bills. Picks uh, round 17, we do come back with Justin Fields. I know you, and if you want to talk about this one, Ian, we talk all the time about you only take one quarterback and redraft. What I will say is when you get down here and you've taken a Jalen Hurts, a Trey Lance, uh, you know, any of the guys we talk about, Kyler Murray, you don't have to do this. But my thought is we've already said we can be as strong as we can everywhere. And Justin Fields is the only guy that was available. Def- Deshaun Watson was gone that I would even be willing to draft because – he has the dual threat rushing upside. And, Meaning, we were, and we were already you're not going to take two of there is my point, yeah. right? He's not going to replace Jalen. You're just going to get a guy off the wire, but fields actually, right. Could replace. There's a chance he could replace fields if we had to have him do it. Yep. And again, after fields, we draw a line. And from there, like it's round 17, please, for the love of God, don't have any plans on starting a quarterback after Justin Fields. The only guy that I see that went after Justin Fields, I'm like, damn, I wish he was on our team instead is Will Fuller. But, you know, we we already had some we already had nine wide receivers like there just wasn't any more room for Will Fuller. We, I mean, Robbie Henderson finally did go in, uh, in, in round 21 spot before our kicker pick Dwayne. So it just it was it was just a roster construction thing. And that's fine. Will Fuller. It was a good pick um by that squad but i mean no justin fields man i'm i'm perfectly fine with him and round 17 yeah and then last, we won't talk about the kicker in the defense we just threw a dart at pacheco we've already got ronald jones um you know there's just enough uncertainty with jones that why not you know we're not really big on handcuffing your running backs but when you can get them in round 18 and they get to play for the chiefs there are worse things ceh hasn't really lived up you know to expectations um ronald jones hasn't really lived up to expectations either as a, as an early second round pick, you know, back to his days with the Bucks. So Pacheco's fine. Um, so the ultimate, you know, what we have here is we've got uh, six running backs on the squad. We've got two quarterbacks. We did only go with one tight end and George Kittle. So we'll have to work the wire. Uh, if Kittle goes down, he is injury prone. That could be a potential weakness for this team, but at yeah, the end we're of the screwed, day, but... we're, we're taking big, we're screwed anyway. If George Kittle <laughs> goes down, it's going to yeah. be really hard to replace him. And guess what? Something's going to happen at, at tight end. Like there'll be something we, there's something that we'll be able to try to grab off the wire um, because we're drafting these teams so early. Um, when you draft them later, a lot of times tight end is very, very, very thin on the wire over here, but we're drafting early enough. Some injuries will shake some things up. So we'll be able to do something later there. Um, and then how many receipts we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, great podcasting, nine, nine <laughs> wide receivers um, on the squad. So yeah, I like the build. Um, you know, looking back, had we gone Thielen and still come back, like we wouldn't have been ballsy enough to just take Jalen Hurts there. We would have went ahead and taken probably James Cook, yep. you know, in round eight. Then we probably still get round nine, Damian Harris. Um, but we would miss on the quarterbacks. We would not have Jalen Hurts. We would not have Trey Lance. But what you and I discussed at the time, the pivot would have been we would have just taken uh, Deshaun Watson in round 13. Yeah. And we would have taken Justin Fields in round 14. After seeing how late that pair went, for, I'm very excited to try I'm to make that it. happen in, in a future draft. Absolutely. I agree. 
I uh, I went through the other teams and I got to give, hey, Thin Mints Riot. We're talking about the number one squad right here, joining myself. <laughs> number two, though, I would give to Get Fucked, F U K T, for. <laughs> he's always uh, one matchup. Uh, well, he's got a nice squad. He went Justin Jefferson in round one, got Javante in round two, basically did his own little modified zero RB. After that, he got Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, and Terry McLaurin. Came back. Got a value two. on Sutton and McLaurin there. Yep. Those are both slight slightly past ADP. He, he, he passed Jalen Waddle uh, also in round five, which was also a value that was available. Got Kyler Murray in round six, Elijah Mitchell, two guys that value. Yeah. That's Dwayne and I were talking about if they got back to us, you know, we'd probably be taking, well, he went ahead and solved that for us. Dawson Knox, Albert O in rounds eight and 13. I think that's a great combo. Um, both at a reasonable enough value. Ayuk MVS rounds nine and 10. You know, it's 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 fine because he got Daryl Henderson and Jamal Williams. This is a good example of uh, not forcing the running backs because, again, we talk about different ranges of running backs we like to attack. And instead of, you know, reaching on, you know, maybe a Damian Pierce or a Isaiah Spiller there, he was patient and he got Ayuk and MVS with Henderson and Williams coming back. Brian Robinson, Zamir White, Deshaun Watson. Paris Campbell, even a round 20 Kendrick Bourne to complement the Cleveland defense and Brandon McManus. So solid squad from get fucked, of course. And then also we have uh, 11 personnel who, despite their Pharaoh Brown selection in round 17, I did like uh, pretty much everything else. The McCaffrey Kamara start followed by Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Hunter Renfro, and Christian Kirk. Did get Stevenson, but round eight, RB 35, it's not the worst. Pick. That's the only thing to nitpick. You don't got to yeah. reach for Stevenson there, but it, he clearly had a plan after having the two backs. And that's the guy that he identified. So, I mean, we did it with James cook. He did it with Ramondre. Like you just give it respect. I think it's fine. Um, you, you can make the same argument against our team with James cook. Yeah. Got Tom Brady there in the stack with Mike Evans. Got our boy Rondale, Jalen Tol- Tolbert, Christian Watson. Yeah. I, I didn't love the uh, second, you know, last seven or so picks but when we're talking about these picks in the teens anyway there's obviously a lot of risk that goes on i'm fine it. with watson you know just because i mean he's just sliding because yeah. of the pup and where he got him he's not going to need him until later you know and he can end up just cutting the guy Dwayne, what happened to your lights man uh it's just getting dark here oh shit <laughs> i look down there we go yeah, we go uh we go wire to wire here at PFF. Been in this offense since uh, 6 a.m. <laughs> Freaking so. Tuesdays. Well, I think it is now about time to conclude all this. Dwayne, we talked for almost five hours today. I think uh, time to go see the old family if they still give a Absolutely. shit about us. Why not? So, already to be great, though, Ian. Great, great day, day to be great. great as always i hope you post this on twitter you all can check out the full draft board there again uh and as always you know youtube we do have we have been streaming this whole time so if you want to go back see Dwayne and I's cheat sheet just uh you know see the draft board and all that is available to you there thank you guys as always for tuning in we're going to be back with many more of these hope you enjoy them and yeah let's go win some championships this year why the hell not for Dwayne, i'm ian thanks so much for tuning in the pff fantasy football podcast and until next time take care everybody.